Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our new free app, which is the best way to listen to messages and keep up with everything happening at Creekwood Church. We hope this message inspires you and helps you discover practical ways to live a life of purpose. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, Creekwood? Hey, it's Pastor Matt, and today I'm excited. We're starting our series called Summer Slump. And I'm really excited about this series because the things that we have laid out to talk about during this series is, I was excited because I'm like, this is going to help me. This is going to challenge me. This is going to, man, it's going to bring some things that I need to work on to the table. And I'm really praying that it does the exact same thing for you. Um, So man, I want to encourage you for the next three weeks, make sure that you're locked in, make sure that you're tuning into church at home. You're inviting your friends to be a part of it because this is going to be an awesome series. And today I want to start things off by talking about our slump, a slump that I think is really easy for you and I to get into. I know it's something that is really easy for me to get into. Today, I want to talk to you about our attitude. I know um, maybe you're a parent and you're at home and you're like, look, Matt, I'm sick of talking about attitude, okay? Because that's all that my kids are giving me right now, all right? So I'm sick of talking about attitude. Listen, don't turn, don't turn church at home off, okay? I want to talk to you about a biblical attitude I believe that we need to have, but I want to set this up right, okay? So um, I believe that attitude is everything. I believe that the Bible shows us that attitude is everything. I believe that the life of Jesus shows us that attitude is everything. Okay. Now, again, parents, think about this. Okay. I know you've been locked up, maybe spouses, maybe uh, roommates, those of you that are living with roommates. Okay. Um, You probably know that attitude is everything because depending on how someone approaches you, depending on how they talk, to you, even depending on the way that they decide to look at you and the attitude in which they do it from, it can either go really well for them or it can go really bad for them, right? Okay, so we know this, which means we know that attitude is everything. It's everything. I I love what Chuck Swindell says. He says that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you respond. Craig Rochelle, the pastor of Life Church, he says it this way, that a negative mindset never leads to a positive life. That a negative mindset never leads to a positive life. And I don't know about you, but for me, man, I struggle with a negative attitude. I really do. I struggle with a negative attitude. And maybe you find yourself right now in this COVID season, whatever this thing that we're walking through as a world together is, maybe you find yourself having a really hard time having a positive attitude. Maybe it wasn't as bad at the beginning when you're like, hey, we can stay home, man. This is not, I can sleep in a little bit. I can be on my Zoom call with my boss. And as long as I move the mouse, it looks like I'm working. So like, I can handle this. Feels like a little bit of a break, but now you're like, Lord, please, like, if you're ready to come, I'm ready. Like, let's get out of here. Um, I, I'm totally fine with this. Like, let's go. Um, but you're struggling now because you're like, I'm stuck at home with my kids. I'm stuck at home with my roommates. I'm stuck at home with my spouse and they're driving me crazy. And you're watching the news. 
and you can't help but just get overwhelmed with the sense of a negative attitude, not to mention, man, we can't meet together as a church like we're used to doing. And so that community that we have, even our spiritual lives don't feel the same and you feel yourself falling into this slump where you find yourself in this slump and you don't feel like you can get out. And it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper and you don't know where to go from here. And if you're like me, I struggle in this area of my life. And this year especially, um, if I'm really honest with you, Creekwood, I've struggled with my attitude. I've struggled with my attitude, and it's been in all areas of my life, but I really, really, really noticed it when I put myself in a competitive environment. That's when it really started showing itself, and then I started noticing, man, I'm, I'm letting this leak into you know, my relationship with my wife. I'm letting this leak into my work. I'm letting this leak into how I treat people. But on, in that competitive environment, it got really, really, really bad. Now, I'm a competitive person. That's just how I am. I, I want to win. I don't want to play if we're not playing for something. That's just how I am. I don't believe in participation ribbons, all right? If, if you do, I disagree with you, but I think we can disagree and still love each other. Um, but Man, a competitive environment, I love it, but man, my attitude has gotten so bad lately that I'm even having a hard time enjoying something I love. Man, this year I've been playing a lot of golf with uh, one of my friends. In fact, he's a really close friend of mine now. Um, His name is Chris. And me and Chris have been playing a lot of golf, and I don't know why, but for some reason when I'm on the golf course, I think I should hit every shot perfectly. If the ball, when I hit the ball, if it doesn't go where I think it should go, church, I explode, okay? I mean, literally, there is like a bundle of rage that it feels like just explodes out of me. And I go from having a good time, being excited to be out here, being excited to play golf, being even excited from the previous hole where I had a great hole, where I hit some really great shots to hitting one bad shot and letting that literally take my attitude and put it completely down. And now I'm in this like funk and I'm, I'm, I'm ripping myself. I'm like, you're so terrible. Why are you even here? And I get such a bad attitude. I'm like, I don't even want to play anymore. Why do I even play golf? And my buddy Chris, man, he really started pointing it out. Like, man, I, I would start to explode and he'd go, hey, calm down, little buddy. He starts to call me little buddy and it started making me feel like kind of small, but, but I, I'm glad he was doing it because it made me realize I didn't, man, God put Chris in my life to show me that my attitude, I, I, I let myself sink into this slump in my life where my attitude was starting to affect every bit of me. And I started watching Chris start to play golf. Now, Chris, Chris, you got to know this about Chris. He's like literally like the most ridiculously positive person I've ever met. You know anybody like that? If you do, type their name in the comments below. All right, let's give them a little shout out right now. Um, But Chris is literally like the most positive person. I know it cracks me up sometimes because, look, I'm not saying Chris isn't a good golfer and he's not talented. I mean, he is. Chris, I want to give you your props. But he's not the best I've ever played with. But if you talk to him, he talks like he is. And, and I love that because his confidence and his attitude as he approaches the game and even how he approaches life, I love it because it's so positive. I mean, literally, we'll be playing and Chris will hit like the worst shot I've ever seen. Just awful. All right. Again, I'm not trying to knock you, Chris. I love you, bro. Um, but he'll just hit this ball like off the planet. 
Now, if I hit that shot, I'm gonna slam my club. I'm gonna say a few things. You're gonna know I'm upset. Now, Chris, when he hits that shot, he's not super happy. He's not like, wow, what a great shot, but he doesn't explode. He's like, man, dang it, oh man, come on. And he, we go find it. And then he does this like almost every single time. We'll drive up to his ball, bad shot, not where it's supposed to be. And he'll get behind the golf ball and he'll go, hey Matt, you ready for this? I'm about to make this. And I'm like, you're about to what? I don't understand because it, the confidence and the attitude that he approaches the next shot with, it blows my mind. He literally just hit the worst shot he's hit all day. But the next one, he's like, I got this one. I got this one. And he usually pulls it off. That's what's so awesome about it. Because attitude is everything. It's everything. And I'm really starting to learn this and God is really starting to teach me through Man, playing the game of golf. Listen, wives, let me just say this, okay? If your husband wants to go play golf, I really, I really feel like God told me that you should let him because it teaches him so much about life. I can't even keep a straight face as I'm saying this, but it, it teaches him so much about life, okay? So let him go play. But God has been teaching me about my attitude and, and how it's been leaking into my home life with my wife, how it's been leaking into how I treat other people, that I need to work on my attitude. I found myself in this slump and it's starting to literally affect every bit of me. Maybe this is where you're at. Maybe with the, the situation our world has found ourselves in with man, all the health things and all the man, political things and all the social issues that are going on right now, maybe you feel a little bit down. Maybe because we haven't been able to gather together like we normally do, maybe you found yourself a little bit spiritually down. And today I wanna encourage you and I wanna show you what the Bible says about how you and I can get back to living the life that I really believe God has for us. So if you have your Bibles, let's jump to Philippians chapter two. Philippians chapter two, verse five, this is what the Bible says. It says that you must, talking to you and I, have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Now, when we first just read that, we think, what a great verse, all right? I mean, we could pull that out. We could probably preach a bunch of messages on that um, because you and I having an attitude like Jesus is great. I mean, what kind of attitude did Jesus have? He had an attitude of faith. I mean, right now, what a great attitude to have, an attitude of faith, to believe that God is gonna work all things out for his good, all right? He had an attitude of faith. He had an attitude of love. Again, what a great thing to have right now, to love people, even people that you disagree with. That's a great attitude to have, to have an attitude of grace that when people make mistakes, when something falls short, that you don't like rip someone's head off, that you give them the grace that you, that you and I have been extended um, from God. So Jesus had these attitudes, but I, I think we should jump into the context of Philippians chapter two a little bit more. Um, because what's happening here is really interesting and I love what the Apostle Paul writes to us. It's really cool. So if we, if we look at the whole chapter here, we see that the Apostle Paul was actually writing to us from a Roman prison. So he travels to Rome hoping to preach the gospel. When he gets there, he has some mishaps and he finds himself under house arrest in prison, basically under house arrest here, uh, which you and I can relate to. I mean, if you feel like you're under house arrest right now, you can relate to the words and the, the, the context in which Paul is writing from. 
But I love what he says in Philippians chapter two because he gives us some nuggets on how you and I, you and I can get out of this slump, how you and I can improve our attitude because attitude is everything. Attitude is everything. Philippians chapter two, verse one, this is what it says. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? I mean, Christian, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Your answer would be, yes, absolutely there is. Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in spirit? I mean, we're fellowshipping right now, even though we're not in person, man, online. I mean, hey, types amen in the comments. Let's fellowship together right now. Are, are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then verse two, it says, then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other loving one another and working together with one mind and one purpose. I mean, come on, somebody like Philippians chapter two, verse two, we just need to drop that into the social media world and let that be like how Christians live out their lives on social media. I mean, I mean, how many of you guys are sick of like everything you see on social media right now? I mean, man, it is just, I think we should just delete it um, anyway, that's not part of the message today. Let's keep going. That was just something I, I just felt like I had to share there. Verse three, and this is where Paul really starts to get specific. I love this. He sets this up right here. He says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take in the interest of others too. Man, what a statement he makes there. He says, verse five, he says, so you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. And I love it. So he gives us, like basically, he, he sets it up and he says, these are the things that you have to do. And these are the attitudes that Christ Jesus had. But then he shows us how Jesus lived this out. Verse six, he says, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Man, you talk about someone who, who really deserved it. Someone who... Um, could have really lived up and gotten all of the accolades, gotten all the benefits that came from being God. It was Jesus, yet he didn't do that. He didn't do that. That's not how he lived. The greatest of all time did not do that. Yet Jesus lived out his life with an attitude that I want to live my life like. But instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being and gave up his divine privileges. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. I don't know about you, but it's easy for me to have a negative attitude. It's easy for me to see the things that I fall short on. It's easy for me to see the mistakes that I've made. It's easy for me to see the mistakes that other people have made against me. It's easy for me to see the things that I don't like, that I don't agree with, that I don't think are fair. It's easy for me to get so consumed and find myself in this slump where my attitude is terrible. And can I tell you, I believe that the enemy wants nothing more than to, than to put our, our, us right there, put us in a place where we can think nothing but bad things, where, where we're in this slumps, like literally physically and spiritually, so much so that God can't even use us. Here's what I wanna encourage you with. If we look at the life of Jesus and how he lived it out and the attitude that he lived his life by, man, you can focus on what you've lost or 
you can choose to focus on what you still have in Jesus. And we have so much. And what I love to think about, what really helps me to think about this is that Jesus lived his life and he had a simple attitude that he approached life with and it was this, it's not about me. It's not about me. And what God has been showing me and what God has been teaching me about my attitude and the things that I'm struggling with is that if I will get my attention off myself and I'll put it on God and he starts to show me, man, the other people in my life, it begins to pull things out and it, it literally, church, it, it begins to heal me. That's the beauty of Philippians 2. That's the attitude that Jesus lived with. That's how you and I will find ourselves getting out of this slump, out of this spiritual slump and finding ourselves, man, living the life that God has created for you and I. Because attitude is everything. But how, how are we going to live out this attitude? Because man, saying it is one thing, but doing it is another, right? Well, today I, I wanna give you three things that I believe um, can really help you. Some, some actions to uh, this faith that we just talked about here. Okay, this is really important. Okay, because faith without actions is dead. We know this, right? Um, sometimes uh, we have to put some legs behind this. Maybe you're in a slump right now. You gotta do something to get out of that slump. I wanna give you three things today to get out of that slump. We're gonna be not just hearers of the word, we're gonna be doers of the word, amen? Um, and so this is my, my challenge for you today. It's called an other's attitude challenge, all right? It's an attitude that Jesus had, that it's not about me. And the first challenge I have for you today is this. I want you to pray for someone that you've never prayed for before. Pray for someone that you've never prayed for before. Uh, listen, if we're gonna be others oriented, if we're gonna have an attitude like Christ had, he was all about other people. He laid his life down for others. When we pray, it's really easy. I don't know about you, but when I pray, it's really easy for me to think about myself. God, I need this. God, will you, and if I begin to pray for other people, it's people that are in my family, people that I love. It's really easy to pray for ourselves. It's really easy to pray for people that we love. But I wanna challenge you this week, and I'm doing this too, pray for people that you've never prayed for before. Listen, it takes you out of your slump. It's amazing. It's going to take you out of your slump and it's going to get you to see other people the way God sees them. It's going to get you to see your life even and your things that you're struggling with in a way that God sees them. And I'm telling you, this is going to help you. It's going to transform you. It's going to pull you out of that slump. So pray for someone you've never prayed for before. That's the first one. The second one is I want you to give to someone in need. Give to someone in need. Now listen, I, I'm not just talking about money. It's so easy to think that when we're talking about giving, we're talking about a monetary thing. That's not necessarily true. Maybe for you today, maybe God's gonna speak to you this week and he's gonna show you someone that's hurting. Maybe for you, you're gonna be giving them some encouragement. Maybe you're gonna literally pick up the phone, call them, you're gonna shoot them a text, you're gonna go over there, write them a letter, leave it on their doorstep, okay? Because we're social distancing. You're going to encourage them. Maybe it is that you're going to buy someone groceries this week. Maybe you're going to fill up someone's tank of gas. Maybe you're going to mow someone's yard. Maybe you got a neighbor. You notice their yard is getting a little out of shape. Maybe they don't have a lawnmower. Maybe they, don't, maybe they lost their job. They can't put gas in their lawnmower. Man, what can you do this week? How can you give to someone and eat? Again, this is an other-oriented attitude. It's the same attitude Jesus had that it's not about me. So that's the second one. And the third one 
I want to challenge you with this. I want you to serve someone. Serve someone. Now, this could be a little challenging because a lot of times when we think of serving someone, we think of maybe going and volunteering somewhere. And right now with social distancing, maybe that's a challenge for you. But I I want to challenge you with this. There are people in, in your house, the place that you live, maybe it's roommates, maybe it's family, maybe it's kids, maybe it's an in law. And there's been some tension lately because you guys have never spent this much time together. They're starting to get under your skin. You're starting to get on your nerves. You're starting to notice. And every time they eat a bag of chips, they, they crunch with their mouth open. And you're like, this is dry. If, I, if they chew one more chip like that, Lord, you better come back now because it's over. And there's some tension in the home. Maybe you've fallen into a slump even in your relationships with your family or the people you live with. I want to challenge you this week to serve them. Yeah, it's not going to be easy, but I believe that one of the best ways to restoring a relationship is to selflessly serve somebody. Man, what a way to extend and to show an attitude that Jesus had, to have an attitude like Jesus, that, hey, this is not about me. How can I serve you this week? And so this is my other's um, attitude challenge. The first one is to pray for someone you never prayed for. Um, to give to someone in need and to serve someone, serve someone. Church, attitude is everything. But Jesus showed us that the attitude that he lived by was that it's not about me. Man, I believe God wants to pull you out of that slump. And I believe one of the ways that he's going to do that, one of the ways that he's been showing me, he's doing that for me, is to help me with my attitude. Can we pray today? Let me pray for you. God, I thank you so much for today. God, I thank you that we're able to gather together um, online, church at home, to still be the body of Christ. Lord, I I pray for those that are in a slump today. God, maybe they're in a slump in their life or in, in relationships. Maybe they're in a spiritual slump, whatever it may be. God, I pray that your word would encourage them today, God, that you would speak to their hearts, God, that you would, you would heal them, God. Lord, I pray for our nation, God. I pray for our world. God, I pray for our state. God, I pray for all the things that are that are in turmoil right now, all the things that are in question right now. God, we believe that you're in control and we're gonna put our faith and trust in you, God. Lord, we love you. We thank you so much for that. In your name we pray, amen, amen. Thanks for listening to the Creekwood Church Podcast. If you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we would love to have you engage in one of our weekend services. For directions, service times, and more information about the ministries of Creekwood Church, please visit our website at creekwoodchurch.com.